to all the women out there, a blessed Women's Day. I pray that you will connect with us this morning and you, will, you are going to be blessed because today we are going to talk, be talking about the encounters that we have with God. I can talk about my encounters that I had, but every encounter was different. And I, I say to you also, if you are, want to encounter with God, you can today. And uh, God uses unusual means to bring people to salvation. I'm just reminded of a story about a missionary that came from another country. And uh, he was assigned to come to Africa. And he was in the rural area. So when he went to church the first day, he saw a lady coming in with the dog. And she sat there at the aisle. And whenever there was the altar call, she would come with the dog. And she would go back. And she will come on a Tuesday night, on a Wednesday night. And she'll come on a Sunday morning. And the one day, the husband was so upset with her. And he said, I don't like the lifestyle that you live. You're always going out. And he beat her so badly that she died. And in those days, there was no one doing investigations. And he would have been locked up. But he stayed. But God has, always has a plan. And so every Sunday mornings, he would notice that the dog would disappear. And after two hours, the dog would come back. Then on a Wednesday evening, the dog will go at 7 o'clock and come back at 9 o'clock. And then he said, there's something very odd about this dog. I'm going to follow this dog one day and see where this dog is going on a Sunday morning. So he followed the dog, and he saw the dog entering a church and sitting at the aisle. And when the altar call was on, the dog came to the front, like it used to come with the, mask, with the, with the woman. The man was so convicted, he came to the front and he gave his heart to the Lord. So God uses unusual means to bring people to salvation. That is why we can never look down on anybody because God is busy doing a work in their heart. The heart of man hungers for encounters with God. People want that. You want that. Even children want that. You want God showing up in your living room today. You want God to show up in your workplace Encountering Jesus is like heaven on earth. Now, why is it important for us to have an encounter with God? So that we can come into contact with God's presence. Because the Bible says there is refreshing in the presence of God. And we have gone through hard times in this few months. And we want a refresher. And when God comes, he refreshes. When the presence of God comes, he refreshes you. And we want the manifest presence of God. Now, what is the manifest presence of God? Many people don't understand what's the omnipresent presence of God and the manifest presence of God. Omnipresence means God is everywhere at the same time. However, God is not manifest at the same time. Let me just explain. Somewhere at this moment, somebody is being robbed. Somebody is being hijacked. Somebody is being shot. A bank is being robbed. God is present, but he is not manifest. Otherwise, they would not be breaking in if they would just start worshiping God or they would be seeing angels around there and disappear. And sometimes, I know you maybe were in a situation like that where somebody was about to shoot you or come and grab something from you, but it's like as if they saw something and they went away. That means it's the manifest presence of God. 
And sometimes people are angry. When I go sometimes to funerals and I hear people say, oh, where was God when this happened? Why did this have to happen? And they are angry with God because some negative things happened to them. Maybe they were sexually or physically abused as a child and they want to know, where were you, God, when all these things were happening to me? How come you didn't protect me? This is just a part of the answer here. God was present, but he was not manifest. The enemy was present. Why am I saying all this about the presence of God or having an encounter with God? Because the, the story that I'm going to share about the three people, there were three different individuals in the book of Acts chapter 16. It was Lydia, the businesswoman. It was a slave girl who was bringing money for her bosses, doing fortune telling. Then there was the Philippian jailer. And they all had different experiences with God. And why I'm saying is that the enemy was present. Excuse me. Why the enemy was present. If God's presence is manifest, evil cannot stay because those two simply don't mix. The same thing happened during Paul's missionary journey. He had encounters with people. He had encounters with the, with the magistrates, with the people in authority. He had an encounter even with the devil. And you know, I've had many encounters with the devil also. Whenever I speak about exposing Satan's kingdom, I get attacked by the enemy because he doesn't want me to expose his kingdom. And then you see that what happened to Paul also, he ends up in prison. Then the question is, he's doing God's work, where, where is God? God is always there. In Macedonia, Paul cast out the devil of a soothsaying girl, and it affected the money flow. You know when the enemy is identified, sometimes the money flow also just goes down, and her masters were enjoying uh, uh, the money that she was bringing at her expense. When God's presence was manifest in this case, evil was shut down. So that is why it is so important for us to have an encounter with God. When we have the presence of God, then evil cannot stay. You may ask the question, who qualifies to have an encounter with God? The answer is anyone can have an encounter with God. And maybe you are in despair. You say, I never had an encounter. I never hear the voice of God. I didn't see an angel coming before me and speaking to me and guiding me and talking to me. The path of greatness is available to all of us. No matter who we are, what is most important is who we want to be. Hagar just wanted to be Sarah's maid. She just wanted to stay at home, take care of the children, and do the household chores. But God had a different assignment for her until she had a face-to-face -face encounter with, uh, with the angel of the Lord when she was running away from Sarah. And that encounter made her woman of strength. Now, I say that there is a big difference between a woman of strength and a strong woman. The strong woman places a confidence in her strength. But a woman of strength realizes that she can do all things through Christ who strengthens her. And Proverbs 31.25 says, strength and dignity are her clothing. That's what we put on clothing, right? That's what we must do as women. We must put strength and dignity when we're leaving our homes. And also, you will be, you'll be positioned 
and you will be strong and secure. You won't be afraid of your position wherever you are because you are a strong woman and you are secure in what you believe. Hannah was just a troubled housewife because she was constantly in conflict with the other woman in her husband's life. But her life and her uh, destiny changed when she decided that I am not going to be miserable going to the house of God all the time. And there are women, you can be coming to church all the time, you may be coming into the presence of God all the time, but you are miserable because there are challenges that you are facing and you don't know how to come out of it. Your decision will determine your destiny for eternity today. Your de decision will determine your destiny for eternity. So today, let us decide that things are going to change and one day, Hannah had an encounter, you know, in the temple. And she, her shame and her reproach was turned to joy. And that's what can happen to us also. To become a woman of purpose, you have to take risks. These women in the Bible that our sister was talking about, they all took risks. And a risk challenges women to change their world. We can change the world around us. We can change the circumstances around us. You know, you may be going through a problem today. Maybe God will not remove the problem, but he will give you the ability to handle the problem. Because when the three men were thrown in the fire, God did not take the fire out, but he appeared in the fire with them. And sometimes that's what's gonna happen. We will be in the situation, but God will show us that with him on our side, we can be on the winning side. Everything we do for God costs us something. Like for these women, Hannah, it cost her something. It cost her a dignity, it cost her a, a, a personality, a lifestyle. She had to go there and make a sacrifice. So everything we do for God costs us something. We cannot have victories without obstacles. There will always be obstacles when you're on your road to destiny. There will always be detours, but victories will come, although the obstacles may be there. But God gives us the ability to overlook them all. Our successes do not come without temptations also. There's temptations all the time to quit. And I know a strong woman never gives up. She never throws in the towel. She never says, even if she's fallen, she will rise up and she'll say, I am going to go and get it. No matter what comes my way, I am going to get it. That's a kind of a tenacity we must have in the kingdom of God because Jesus has done too much for us to remain the way we are. So our successes don't come without temptations, but God gives us a way of escape. When you encounter Jesus, you encounter his glory. When you encounter Jesus, you encounter the fullness of the Godhead bodily dwelling in us. So let's talk about the three different individuals, the three different encounters they had, but it was the same gospel. The three different lifestyles, the three different locations, only God can meet us at the point of our need. And it doesn't matter what we are going through, God can come. These three encounters may seem insignificant, but actually they were the beginning of a movement that changed world history. This was the beginning of Christianity in Europe. That's where it started. These three encounters should encourage us also when we have an encounter with God, we, we share our faith with others so that they can come into the saving grace of Jesus. Notice, nothing happens by chance. Let's go to Acts chapter 16, verse 14. There's a lot of scripture to read there, right? But I'm not gonna read for, for time, but I will just 
um, summarize the stories here. Notice nothing happens by chance. Lydia, a businesswoman. Take the case of Lydia. She was from Tyatara. It is the modern day Western Turkey. She's from there. She was known for her fabrics. They, they called her the seller of purple. So she was a, a, a very respectable woman and she was among the wealthy, the emperors, the senators. She did business with these people. So she was an insider, not like the slave girl who was an outsider. So God can take an insider, an outsider, a jailer, a prostitute, anybody who's down and out, he can take them out make something good out of them, and he can place them on a higher ground. And therefore, we can never, ever say that God is done with us. He's never done with us. He's still working with us. And she was known for her fabrics. And she must have been the CEO of Lydia Textiles. So emperors and senators and well-known wealthy people did business with her. She was well-connected in a good way. Unlike the slave girl, she was connected in a bad way. She maybe was sitting with a caravan, telling everybody's fortune. And she was probably, uh, Lydia was probably a widow. And she moved from Tyra to do business in Philippi. Now imagine that she is relocating to do business. A business is doing well. She's relocating. Her relocation is for her conversion. And sometimes you may be relocating from one place to the other. You may be thinking that you are going to do a work there, but God has got something else orchestrated for you. And that is why it is important to, for us to hear the voice of God and be led by the Spirit of God. According to Acts chapter 16, reading from verse 1, Paul and his missionary team were on their way. They were sailing to Tyatira, but God intercepted and God's the Holy Spirit didn't allow, he didn't permit them to go that way. Then they decided they're going to go another route. And then the Holy Spirit decided that they're not going to go there. Because God had these three people in mind there. Because Paul was on his way to start a church at Philippi. And while they're on their way to Troas and they're sailing, suddenly he has a vision. Uh, Paul has a vision and he sees a man in that vision crying out for help in Macedonia. So now they are their direction changes. So God always has a way of changing our plans. You may be planning something, but he has a better plan for us so that he can get his work accomplished. So the missionary team, they land in Macedonia. They're looking to establish a church because they had a, a vision and they're looking for a man. Now on the Sabbath day, they are a few days now, they're already there. In a few uh, days now, it's going to be the Sabbath, and they're looking for a synagogue to find to worship. And you know, I always do that. Whenever I travel on a Sunday, I want to be in church, even if we are not preaching somewhere. And that's what we all must do. On the Sabbath day, don't forget to assemble with the saints of God, because you never know that may be your, your day that you're going to have an encounter with God. So on the Sabbath day, they don't find something. They go down to the river, and guess who they meet? They, when they come to the river, they see this businesswoman with a whole lot of intercessors. She is busy praying there. But she is not a believer of Jehovah. She was a believer. She was a Gentile woman. But she is seeking for somebody. So here is a word for the business people. That you may be in doing your business. You may be successful. 
but on the inside you feel that there's an emptiness, you have to find something else. And she had all the money, Lydia had all the money, but yeah, how does she manage her time? She's a successful businesswoman, but yet she finds time to go and pray, seeking her God. In seeking her God, she finds the true and living God. And little did uh, Lydia realize her relocation to Philippi from Tyatara was orchestrated by God for her salvation. And the church will start in her home, and it was God's appointed time for the two of them to meet, for Paul to meet with Lydia. So the Lord brought Lydia from Tyatara. Remember that Tyatara was one of the churches that the book of Revelation talks about. And John is having uh, this revelation, and he's saying to the church in Tyatara, he says, you have done well. I know your faith. That's why you have done. And in this last few days, you have done very well with your charity and everything. But I have something against you. And he says, you that tolerate that woman Jezebel. And the Jezebel, she says she's a prophetess. And she claims to be inspiring everybody. And, who, and she who is teaching and leading men and servants of God astray. And she's beguiling them into practicing sexual vice and eating food offered to idols. He says, I have somewhat against you because you tolerate this woman. This woman should not be there. And I believe that's why God didn't allow Paul and Luke and Matthew and Silas to go there. And so can you see why God didn't allow them to go there? Because they would have never done what God wanted them to do. So if you ask Paul, if he wanted to start a church with a woman, he would have said no, no. But you see, God has a sense of humor. They see a man in the vision that a man is uh, calling them, but that man turns out to be an Asian woman, as in, the, as in Lydia. Now let's go quickly to the slave girl. That's in Acts chapter 16, verse 16. Then God orchestrated another coincidence, another encounter. As the team were going to pray, they meet a slave girl with the spirit of divination. Now the spirit of divination is a fortune teller, someone who foresees, someone who foretells, somebody who predicts, and uh, to reveal something by supernatural practices, which involves fortune telling, it used to be called soothsaying. In the Greek, she had a python spirit. So can you see that uh, Paul is on his way, he's doing the work of the Lord, here is an enemy that's also following, and she followed them day after day, and she started crying, and she started uh, advertising Paul, and she said, these are men uh, of God, they're the men of the most high God, and they are teaching you the way of salvation. And this continued for many days, and many days she followed them. And who would, who would say that, uh, who would get annoyed? Yeah, Paul gets annoyed because of this girl. Who would get annoyed if they are campaigning for you, and they're bringing the crowd for you to preach to them? But Paul is... Uh, getting angry with it. And Paul says that he wanted to cast out this demon because he was led by the spirit and he saw there was another spirit operating. So you can be in the, doing the things of God and they will be set up by the enemy to distract you, to take you out of your, the, the area that you're going to. And Satan wanted to align himself. Satan always wants to align himself with the truth. And this girl was speaking half-truth. Remember, the devil also knows Jesus. So she is confusing the crowd, and she is following them. And when she's screaming out that uh, God is in control, she knew that her business is going to go 
and it's going to be shut down and she's going to be losing a clientele. And so going to be, she's going to be, into, she's going to be facing trouble with the bosses if she loses this. And Paul immediately casts out the devil from her. And when the devil comes out, can you imagine she had a python spirit? So she must be crawling like a, like a snake. And when the spirit came out of her instantly, she was introduced to Lydia. And always a young woman is introduced to an older woman so she can disciple her. Now you can see the story is very interesting. And Paul and Silas, now they're doing the work of the Lord, but they are cast into prison and for doing the work of the Lord. Because everybody talks about Paul and Silas having that encounter on the midnight hour when the, there was an earthquake. But this earthquake was not only for them. You'll see somebody else who is there. And God takes these two men into jail, into the dungeon, because he's got another assignment, another encounter for the, for, for the jailers there. There are many prisoners there also. But in particular, the Philippian jailer. He needs to be getting saved. And you'll see that he beats them up, he throws them in. And you know, the book of Acts is written by Dr. Luke. And I'm sure Dr. Luke went to them. Whenever they got beaten up, he was there to uh, bind up their wounds and take care of them. And you'll see that they, the two, Paul and Silas, are thrown into the innermost dungeon. They are bleeding and they are, uh, everything is going wrong with them. But the three individuals... Lydia, the jailer, and the slave girl, you will see how their lives turned around. Although Lydia was a respectable businesswoman with a religious conviction, but she had no conversion to Christ until she had an encounter with God. And immediately she becomes a disciple. She had a house large enough to keep these men there also. And she turns her house into a house of worship. And and the slave girl, rather than seeking God, she is serving Satan. The jailer was a hardened military man. He would take prisoners and beat them up and throw them into prison. But you see how the three come together and the businesswoman do doesn't go and start a church for business people. The young girl don't go and join a street church for hippies. And the jailer doesn't go and join the military chapel. They all get together and dear God is teaching us that people from different walks of life can come together and worship this living God and start a work and a movement. And you, we, you and I can do that. Isn't it interesting that the Lord picked these three different types of people to start a ministry? And that's what God wants to do with us today. He wants us to rise up from where we are and have an encounter. And I know many people wanting to have an encounter with God. When you have an encounter with God, everything changes. And when you have an encounter with God, you want to have another encounter because you're hungry and you're thirsty for an encounter with God. And God is saying to all of us today that we need to, uh, we need to, whenever we see somebody, when we have an encounter with God, go and be an encouragement to them. And you know, when you think of the jailer also, when the, uh, when the earthquake took place, he wanted to commit suicide because he thought that I'm going to be executed by my, uh, by my bosses and I, want to, I, I don't want to die in their hands. And eventually he surrenders and he gives his heart to the Lord. He takes the prisoners to his house and the household of the jailer gets saved. The household of Lydia gets saved. And there the movement starts. And I want to just say to you, 
that God is in control of our lives. And if you have an encounter, your, your encounter may be different to my encounter. And if I have to ask every one of you, how did you come to the Lord? Like when I came to the Lord, I had a different encounter. When I came into ministry, it was a little more intense encounter. And when I am ministering and going out, I have other encounters. I've also had encounters with the people. I've had encounters with the devils. And when we casting out demons and devils, I'd like all of you to join us to see firsthand how the demonic forces can take hold of a person and keep them in bondage. And there are many people who are bound today. And I pray that every one of them will have an encounter with God. And out of these extreme crises, we see how these people met the Lord. And I just want us to bow as together in prayer. And since it's Women's Day, to all the women out there, may God bless you and keep you and make his face to shine on you and give you peace. May you rise from the ashes and receive the beauty of God. May you have, um, your weeping may endure for the night, but joy will come in the morning. And God has girded you with strength for the battle. The battle is not yours, it is the Lord's. The victory belongs to us. And if he has girded your loins with strength, want you to rise up and take your rightful place and do what God wants you to do. And the Bible says also in Psalm 16, your lines have fallen in pleasant places and you have a good heritage. And I thank you, God, that we have a good heritage. We have a good, we have good success and we will walk in the fear and in the knowledge of God because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. And today I thank you, Lord, that your people will rise up from the ashes, and you will give them beauty. They will put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And even as we, Lord, go from here, I pray your spirit will go with us, and we will encounter God in a supernatural way. In Jesus' name, amen.